uh, this Thanksgiving is going to suck a bit. This is not some existential reality. Cancel your plans if you absolutely do not need to travel somewhere. Travel by car if you must travel. I don't like it to be any number. I like it to be keep it to your immediate household. Eat all of the mashed potatoes by yourself. That's what I'm going to do. Limit the number of people. Do it outside and wear your mask. If you go over to a friend's house, mask up the whole time you're not eating or drinking. If you're a college student, shelter yeah. in place for at least seven days once you arrive. Separation should be the norm. Avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs. Speak softer because louder voices shouting, screaming, actually singing spreads the virus. So you can't test your way out of or into safety here. You can't Social test your way into Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, you just can't test you, your way to that table. That's just not the way. You can't it, test your way into Thanksgiving dinner. Having one person serve all the food so multiple people are not handling the serving utensils. And open the windows if you can or have the air blowing out. Do a lot of FaceTime or Zooming. I'll be there virtually but not personally. A Zoom Thanksgiving is a lot better than an ICU Christmas. Cancel your plans. Cannot be more clear here. Invite grandma? This could be her last Thanksgiving? Yeah, if you invite her to a place where she can get sick and die. People who don't want to miss out on their next family event of Thanksgiving should watch that segment again. Because what you really don't want is your next family event to be a funeral. Hey, hey, it's, it's uh, Thanksgiving week and uh, Gravian decided to release a um, compilation of how everyone is saying we can't celebrate Thanksgiving again. By the way, that's another way to eliminate history. Get rid of our holidays. Well, guess what? I'm going to go have turkey with my dad and my fiance and my stepmother and my family. And there's going to be 50 people in that house. This is Gene. And you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. How you guys doing this fine Monday? All right. Uh, so I, I decided to bring up, I decided to bring up that uh, compilation by Grabian. I want to thank them. They have the best compilations. If you want to listen to more, go subscribe to them on YouTube. They're fantastic. Um, and the people are pretty much done. That's why I decided to bring this up. People are sick of this crap. And now they're beginning to protest. A massive crowd in Huntington Beach, California, threw a fit and held a protest on Saturday night. They decided to start the protest after 10 p.m. Why, you might ask? Because Gavin Newsom has decided to set a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. throughout California. Um, here, here's, here's the whole thing. And this is the stupidity of Gavin Newsom. So the virus is going to be a poltergeist to make itself available between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. and that's why we need to clear the streets. No, this is martial. This is martial law by a tyrant. Now I've been to Huntington Beach, and I can bet you right now they weren't wearing masks. Matter of fact, when the last time I went to Huntington Beach with my fiance Josie. We, she was wearing a mask. I refused to wear a mask unless I walked into a business that asked us to wear masks. Josie got shit about it. Why are you wearing a mask? You're outside. It's 100 degrees. I, what are you wearing a mask for? I mean, she didn't get assaulted or anything. But still, why are you wearing a mask? You don't need a mask. 
So anyway, the new mandate applies to counties in the state with the most restrictive or purple tier of its reopening plan, in which about 94% of Californians reside. So purple tier means there's high levels of infection rate. Officials said the objective is to discourage people from attending social gatherings and drinking alcohol, because apparently drinking alcohol gives you COVID? I don't know. I drink alcohol and I've yet to get COVID. Behaviors that claim contribute to the recent increase of COVID-19 infections throughout the state. By the way, a lot of uh, some of this stuff I'm getting from, I, I, I mix YouTube with, uh, I mix um, Daily Wire with uh, my commentary. This is from the Daily Wire. Video from the sh uh, video showed the demonstrators on the sidewalks carrying in Huntington Beach, carrying flags, and this is from me, carrying flags, carrying Trump flags. They didn't block traffic, though they crossed the streets. The cars in the... Now, Huntington Beach is an extremely conservative area. It is an extremely conservative area. Makes you wonder why you've got a freaking liberal Democrat as their representative, by the way. Does that make you wonder? It shouldn't, because California cheats on their elections. Um, the Most of the attendees, they had signs condemning the lockdowns. And uh, they believe that the curfews infringe on their uh, civil liberties, and it does. Many were passionate. They they actually were still supporting President Trump, even though he look. It looks like he might have lost the election. Um, and here's the thing: this isn't going to stop. This kind of crap is going to keep going. Remember what Princess Leia said to General Tarkin in the original Star Wars. The tighter that you squeeze, the more systems will fall through your fingers. Um, the difference is General Tarkin didn't blow up Alder uh, didn't blow up Alderaan after going to his friend's thousand dollar a plate birthday dinner, as Gavin Newsom has done. Gavin Newsom is completely irrelevant. He has really made himself into a joke. I thought Jerry Brown was bad. Gavin Newsom is worse. He's a tyrant and he's stupid. At least he's pretty. But that goes, that really is irrelevant to anything. So here's what I have to say. Go to your, go and enjoy your um, Thanksgiving. Forget it. I'm going, I'm going to be there with like 15, 20 people. Uh, I'm pretty sure SWAT's not going to bust through our windows. Do you know why I'm sure SWAT's not going to be busting through our windows and arresting everybody? Because the restrictions don't seem to be something that anyone really wants to enforce. Last week, the Orange County Sheriff said um, they would not enforce Gavin Newsom's stupid policy. The sheriff was Don Barnes, and he said, quote, Throughout the pandemic, the Orange County Sheriff's Department has taken an education-first approach with regard to public health orders. We are currently assessing the actions by the governor. At this time, due to the need uh, to have deputies available for emergency calls for service, deputies will not be responding to requests for face coverings or social gatherings only enforcement. Yeah, um, by the way, they don't do that in San Diego County either, even though that the sheriff has not made an edict about it. Uh, I know this because I walked into a grocery store with 
three sheriff inside, forgot to put on my mask, and the sheriffs, who were all wearing masks, I looked at them, they looked at me, I grabbed my mask, I put it on, they just kind of shrugged, and that was it. And by the way, the person helping them wasn't wearing a mask. The grocery store I go to down the street, which is a local grocery store, they don't, none of them wear masks. They just don't care. Now, Riverside, San Bernardino, and Ventura County sheriffs have flipped the bird to Newsom also. The Riverside sheriff, uh, a guy by the name of Chad Bianco, said, leave it to a good old Italian to, to, to sit there and flip the bird at somebody. Quote, it has been a policy of the sheriff's department to encourage responsible behavior and compliance with the governor's orders to ensure constitutional rights are not violated, remember that, and to limit potential negative interactions and exposure to our deputies, we will not be responding to calls for service based solely on the non-compliance with the new order or a social distancing and mask guidelines. Ventura County, where I used to live, Sheriff uh, Bill Ayub said, quote, in short, uh, we will not be actively enforcing the curfew order. However, we will continue to respond to public safety concerns and provide law enforcement services wherever they need, they're needed. We ask that everyone do their part and avoid situations that might not contribute to the spread of COVID-19. Okay, remember that. San Bernardino Sheriff John McMahon joined the others late Friday saying... Quote, back in March, county departments collaborated and established an online reporting system for members of the public, including those choosing to remain anonymous, to report alleged violations of public health orders. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't think people should be ratting on each other. That's a very communist way of doing things. Depending on the types of the 70, the severity of the allegations, complaints are addressed by various county or city agencies. It is not our intent to utilize patrol personnel to respond to these allegations. Those calling to report alleged violations of public health orders will be referred to the county's Joint Information Center so the appropriate departments can be made aware and address the incidents on a case-by-case -case basis. Seriously? The sheriff has a lot more, the sheriff's departments, our county sheriff's departments have a lot more important things to deal with than some SWAT team through Grandpa's Thanksgiving dinner. The only reason Grandpa should face prosecution is because his turkey is dry and he keeps sticking those effing raisins in his stuffing. Yes, that's a personal opinion. I find it amazing that Newsom is worried about busting people's asses about having family get-togethers, but never said a word about the rioting that happened in Los Angeles. You know, the rioting that made Beverly Hills actually board up their windows during the last election. Apparently, there was no COVID again. As Ben Shapiro says, COVID apparently is the wokest virus in the world today. Oh, also, do you notice something? Each basically said, take responsibility. We trust you will make the right decisions. I seem to remember reading something about that in a document that was written about 250 years ago. Don't be surprised when Los Angeles and San Diego County sheriffs join in. The Los Angeles County Sheriff had already said when that idiot, Gil Garcetti, decided to uh, block beaches 
during the July Fourth weekend, the Los Angeles County Sheriff said, "Well, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do anything about that." That's Gil Garcetti. He wants to hire somebody to start arresting people on a beach. That's that's his thing, uh, and that makes sense because the Los Angeles Sheriff just absolutely hates Mayor Gil Garcetti, and he's a crappy mayor. I. He could be our next senator in California. I don't know, but he is just an asshole. The Trump administration took a pretty heavy blow, an election lawsuit in Pennsylvania was knocked down by a federal court judge. A federal court judge said that the Trump administration didn't have any evidence for what they were claiming and that um, Pennsylvania could go straight through and certify their votes. Now, here's the thing. That's before we sit there and we talk about this being some sort of uh, major thing against Donald Trump. The reality is that this judge was, he was an Obama appointee, but he was also a Republican. Um, sometimes, and Ben Shapiro explained this today, sometimes the in order to get ju federal judges in, uh, an administration of one party will negotiate with the administration of another party to get that judge placed. This was a conservative judge, so this was not good. What made it worse is that the judge, and his name was, let me look this up, his name was uh, Matthew Brown. Um, this judge actually gave it, it was with prejudice, which means that the case cannot be resubmitted. The case cannot be changed and resubmitted. Uh, basically, the Giuliani group did not prove their case at all, to the point that the court thought they wasted their time. Um, President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and the Trump campaign's senior legal advisor, Jenna Ellis, issued the following response on Saturday. Quote, today's decision turns out to help us in our strategy to get expeditiously to the U.S. Supreme Court. Although we fully disagree with the opinion, we're thankful to the Obama-appointed judge for making the anticipated decision quickly rather than simply trying to run out the clock. We will be seeking an expedited uh, appeal to the third uh to the Third Circuit. There is so much evidence that in Pennsylvania, Democrats eliminated our opportunity to present 50 witnesses and other evidence that election officials blatantly ignored Pennsylvania's law denying independent review. This resulted in 682,777 ballots being cast illegally, wittingly, or unwittingly. This is just an extension of the big tech, big media, Corrupt Democrat censorship of damning facts the American public needs to know. We are disappointed. We did not at least get the opportunity to present our evidence at our hearing. Unfortunately, the censorship continues. All right. Well, okay. That's great. Uh, except he was an Obama appointee, but he is a an actual uh, Republican. So could he be a never Trumper? Could be. I don't know. But I think if Giuliani had the evidence, 
that he keeps claiming to have, this stuff can't be ignored. And this stuff is public record. So Judge Bran, uh, Matthew Bran, he said in his, in his um, ruling, one might expect that when seeking such, startling out, such a startling outcome, uh, as overturning a presidential election, a plaintiff would come formidably charged and with compelling legal arguments and factual proof of rampant corruption. That has not happened. <sighs> okay, let's get to the next story and then let's wrap these two up. President Donald Trump's legal team issued a statement on Sunday distancing themselves from attorney Sidney Powell. Now, if you don't remember, Sidney Powell was the one that sat back and said that the voting machines from Dominion were all corruptible, were all hacked, and probably six million votes could change in another direction. She never released any evidence of it. And obviously this had some issues, so suddenly... The Giuliani team, the Trump team, has decided to say, um, you know what, we're going to separate her. She's working on her own. She can continue doing what she wants, but she doesn't represent the Trump campaign in, it, campaign in any way. So the Trump team released a statement. Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. Um, that's not a good thing. I mean, this is the broad who sat back and said she was going to release the Kraken. Now, does she have a Kraken? Very possibly she does, but it ain't there yet. And we haven't heard any evidence. By the way, it is November 23rd and ballots are being certified this week. And the Electoral College is on December 14th. If she has a Kraken, it's time to release that Kraken because stuff ain't getting going to get any easier. This stuff needs to get to the Supreme Court. And do I think that the, the Giuliani-Ellison um, thing is a thing? I don't know. But so far, you've got a judge, a conservative judge in Pennsylvania saying, no, that's not a thing. And the fact that they said, well, he did us a favor, that's not a thing either. I really think the problem here is that not only do you have to prove there's corruption, you have to prove there's corruption to the extent that it's going to overturn an election. And by the way, I'm talking state elections. So in Michigan, Trump's down by 50,000 votes. In, in uh, Pennsylvania, Trump's down by 20,000 votes. You can prove there's corruption. And there's been definitely corruption in this election. No question. But you have to prove there's been twenty a switch of 20,000 ballots. In Michigan, you have to prove there's going to be a switch of 50,000 ballots. I don't think Trump's legal team actually has proof of that. And I think this is one of the lessons learned for Trump if he decides to run in 2024, and I hope he doesn't. I hope he decides to make billions of dollars on his television news uh, broadcast. But this is proof that the chaos that you have in your legal team is n that you have in your administration that worked, and the chaos that you have in your legal team probably not going to work. Rudy Giuliani, as a lead attorney, was a very bad idea. 
Sydney Powell, very questionable. She sounded good. She sounded like great things. She had a lot of great things to say, but she didn't actually show any evidence. Give us some evidence. I don't want to hear that you got 234 pages of affidavits. That's not a thing. You have to have evidence that's actually going to show that you're going to be able to overturn 100,000 votes. And that was not there. It's still not there. And we're going to have to see what's going to happen. I mean, does that mean I say don't try? No. Give it a shot. See what happens. See if there is. Maybe there is something out there we haven't seen yet. But we haven't seen it yet. I'm not convinced. I'm not willing to sit back. I will sacrifice and have Joe Biden be president if Donald Trump can't prove it. But he's got to ha- he's got to be able to prove it. And he's got to be able to prove the overturning of something. It just it isn't there yet. And it's getting really the time is ticking. It re- we really need to have something come out very very soon. Uh, well, the fun is going to begin. Let's, let's get to the fun part. Here, here's the thing. I keep saying this. You should enjoy politics. You shouldn't hate politics. You shouldn't get upset. You shouldn't get angry. Um, and I think this is in time. Biden has just announced his incoming chief of staff, Ronald A. Klain. And... I don't know Ronald A. Klain. He's worked with Biden before, which really tells you something. He was actually his advisor or chief of staff when he was vice president. Um, We're going to see just basically a lot of the same crap. Today and tomorrow, Biden is going to be announcing his staff. Uh, That should be interesting. He's got a ton of advisors from pharma, from the medical industry, and from um, social media which are basically all lobbyists. So we're going to be seeing. I think we're going to go through a list of everyone he picks out. Uh, The podcast, like today, was released late on Monday. It'll probably be released late on Tuesday because I want to hear who Biden is actually going to be picking for his staff. Well, anyway, Ronald A. Klain said on Sunday that Biden will begin naming his cabinet cabinet picks on Tuesday. They've been actually naming them on Monday, so we'll see what happens. This is what he said, quote, well, I can confirm George, George Stephanopoulos of ABC News, is that you're going to see the first president-elect's cabinet appointments on Tuesday of this week. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be Secretary of State. But if you want to know what the cabinet agencies are And who's going to be in those cabinet agencies, you'll have to wait for the president-elect to say that himself on Tuesday. Now, notice he's constantly repeating repeating he's the president-elect. He's not the president-elect today. I'm sorry, he's not. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. Nothing has been... We don't have any certifications. I think maybe Michigan certified today. But that's about it. Donald Trump's been rejecting democracy. No, he's been doing democracy. He's just been following the legal terms. He has been launching baseless claims of voter fraud, baseless litigation rejected by 34 courts. And now these efforts to try to get the election officials to overturn the will of the voters. It's corrosive. It's harmful. 
It's not going to change the outcome of what happens here at 12 noon on January 20th. Joe Biden will become the next president of the United States. Now, I find this ironic in that for four years, they've been calling President Trump a illegitimate president. They have accused him of being in bed with Vladimir Putin, even though it seems that it was actually the Biden administration that was in bed with Russia, China, Ukraine. And now they're basically saying, Donald Trump, shut the F up and become a regular citizen again. Which, by the way, is going to be far more profitable than him being president of the United States. It just amazes me. And no pushback, by the way. No pushback from George Stephanopoulos, who can't stand Donald Trump. Klein um, also compared Trump to jeopardizing an orderly transition. Get this. The president-elect, the, the president-elect, the vice president-elect, are not getting any kind of intelligence briefings they're entitled to. We're not getting, our transition isn't getting, access to agency doc officials in development in uh, to develop our plans so there are a lot of focus on the vaccine rollout plan that's going to be critical in the early days of the Biden presidency we need access to that no they don't need access to that they they get access to that when he becomes officially the president elect joe biden is not the president elect Donald Trump is the president of the United States. And and to sit back and say you're jeopardizing anything. I mean, what, are we going to have war with somebody? We'll have war with Iran because this is the same guy who wanted to approve the uh, Iran nuclear deal without any conditions on Iran. Iran never had to prove anything. So we're going to be in the same thing. It, it could be a lot of fun. Now, Klain also was mentioned, wanted to talk about how Biden would be a bipartisan, which is BS, but we'll, we'll read it. We know we have to reach out to Republicans. We know we have to bring the country together. In fact, that's the entire essence of the Biden campaign for the presidency, trying to heal this nation, repair its soul, restore its backbone, unite the country, and uniting the country is what he's doing. Look at what he's done in the past week, George. He met with business and labor leaders together to talk about fixing the economy. He met with frickin' lobbyists. Military leaders who served in both Democratic and Republican administrations to talk about our national security future. And then he met with governors, both Democrats and Republicans, including some conservative Republican governors, to talk about the urgent needs of fighting COVID. So he's doing his job of bringing the country together. One of the rumors is that... uh, well, first off, that that's just all bullshit. It, it's really just annoying to hear this crap from this guy. Um, Biden is not nonpartisan. He's not bipartisan. Biden is not unifying the country. He's not doing a damn thing. He just called Trump voters to, a week before the elections a bunch of smelly pigs. He is a disgusting human being. He's been in the government for 47 freaking years. 
The guy is has done nothing for the United States. He is a worthless old man, a doddering old fool, who's going to be kicked out so that Kamala Harris can become the de facto president and lose in 2024. That's what's going to happen. That's a good, that's the fun part. Well, one of the rumors that Joe Biden is, that has been coming out of the Joe Biden campaign is that Merrick Garland will serve as the attorney general. I don't know if that's a good pick or bad pick. I've heard good things about Merrick Garland. Uh, I don't like his stance on uh, the Constitution. He thinks the Constitution's a living document. But the reality is he, he could be probably pretty good. The question is, is he going to be that kind of guy that is not Joe Biden's wingman? Everyone gives crap about William uh, Barr, Bill Barr and being the wingman of Donald Trump. Bill Barr is not Trump's wingman by any stretch of the imagination. As a matter of fact, Barr sat there and said that Trump, Trump is being a pain in my ass. I can't get through with it. But I, I think he would have been a good judge. I think he would have been a he wouldn't he would have been a good Supreme Court justice. I, I don't think there would have been any way to actually get that guy out of the uh, Supreme Court, even though he thinks the Constitution is a um, living document. But we'll just have to see. We'll know tomorrow. I'm sure we're gonna get. I'm gonna get a lot of information tomorrow. But here's where the fun is actually beginning. Now let's let's call the facts here. BLM and Antifa have been a pain in Biden's ass. One of the reasons Donald Trump got. And by the way, anyone who sits there and says, "Oh, this was a mandate or whatever," it was not a mandate. Um, Biden is gonna win this election by maybe 3 million votes. Not a mandate. The but Trump is going to have the second largest number of votes in the history of the United States. Biden will have the first, which is amazing. But one of the problems that the bear, uh, that the Biden-Harris, I almost said Harris-Biden, but that's what it is, uh, regime actually is going to have a, had a problem with, campaign actually had a problem with, is that they would not disavow the violence in the streets caused by BLM and Antifa. Well, BLM has decided to be continue being a pain in Biden's ass. And he's going to have to address it. He will have to address it. Because BLM is Biden's base. BLM is the reason Biden got elected. So this is going to be a big problem. There is an act called the Breathe Act that was in, that was submitted by Black Lives Matter, and basically it is a radical quote radical reimagining of public safety, community care, and how we spend money as a society. Now that may sound like it's a great thing. That's not a great thing. We're going to go over the Breathe Act. So the gal who actually runs the runs is a big uh, proponent of the breathe act is some gal named Pertice colors and she's one of the leaders of black lives matter so she said this quote what is abundantly clear is black voters tip the scales in favor of joe biden and kamala harris okay right off the bat that's not true that is absolutely not true 
What tipped the scales was the fact that Joe Biden got more elderly white vote than um, he got black vote. As a matter of fact, Trump doubled his black vote from the last election. So that's not true. Especially in the Rust Belt battleground states. It's a testament to our communities that the same people who have treated by the the worst by the democracy by our democracy still show up to save it we congratulate president elect biden and particularly vice president elect kamala harris on becoming the country's first woman a black woman to serve as vice president because it doesn't matter as long as you meet the little the buckets right white heterosexual white man bad heterosexual black women good so i mean that's that's by the way that's racist if i sat back and said well i want to congratulate uh i want to congratulate barack obama for winning the presidency and particularly joe biden for winning the presidency and i'm picking him because he's white that's racist the historic win is a testament to the work black women have been doing in the streets in this campaign and every level of politics. On January 20, 2021, the sun will rise on America that is no longer a global embarrassment. New work will begin. Black Lives Matter Global Network sent a letter to the Biden-Harris team to really ask for the seat at the table. We have not heard back from them. I really hope my first fight with this administration isn't whether they will meet with us. Wow. Wow. The idea is she wants to get this Breathe Act actually implemented. So let's do something wild and crazy. And I was going to, I had a, another story, but maybe I'll just start with that story tomorrow. And involve, um, but I, I really think we need to talk about the Breathe Act. Now, the first thing I want to bring up is that Black Lives Matter is a neo Marxist, black supremacist organization. Neo-Marxist means these people believe in total government control. Black supremacists mean the black people are the chosen people and anybody else is irrelevant. Now, they do bring up some things that are really weird, but uh, you call them what they are. It's a black supremacist group. The KKK is a white supremacist group. Black Lives Matter is a black supremacist group. This is why you hear that bullshit about, hey, give a black man $10 over in CHOP last, uh, earlier this year. I almost said last year, and it was just, it was literally six months ago. Here, there are four sections to the Breathe Act. Let's look at each of those sections. Can you tell me if there are some problems with these? Section one, divesting federal resources from incarceration and policing, and ending criminal legal system harms. This includes defunding the police, eliminating the uh, Border Patrol, eliminating ICE, eliminating prisons and jails, and defunding and to the point of eliminating the Department of Defense. Directly, this section makes changes to federal the federal criminal legal system including changes to policing prosecution sentencing and jailing practices that have supposedly disappropriated 
and criminalized black and brown communities, LGBTQIA people, plus, I assume. Do you notice that the LGBT, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? Indigenous people and disabled people. Do you notice who they don't talk about? White people. For example, I'm a heterosexual white male, middle-aged. I'm pretty sure they'd just throw my ass in a gulag and there'd be no issues about it. Section 2, investing in new approaches to community safety, utilizing funding incentives. Create federal grant programs that incentivize decarceration and subsidize non-punitive community-led approaches to public safety. This includes grants to states that follow the following deal the follow the following regulations. They close jails, defund the police, defund jails and prisons, ban police from pulling people over, abolish gang databases, repealing all juvenile crimes. Which means if a juvenile commits a murder, yeah, I'll let him out anyway. Create creating transformative justice and healing programs. In other words, you beat your wife, but that's okay. Let's just heal you. Violence interruption and intervention. Does that sound kind of like thought police? So in other words, I'm a white male. It's probably because uh, that's you got to assume I'm going to beat someone so you can punish me for it. Free housing and employment opportunities for felons. Yeah. That's going to work. That that worked real well for um, Hillary Clinton back in 2016. Allocating, it also wants to allocate new money to build healthy, sustainable, and equitable communities for all people. To promote educational justice, environmental justice, health and family justice and economic justice. Basically, this means everything, including health care, housing, and education, would be free. It also looks to get rid of fossil fuels. This is in section two. I haven't gotten to the other two sections. Uh, implement anti-racism indoctrination in schools. We're going to have to talk about anti-racism because it's different from not being racist. Uh, free stuff for illegal aliens, forced unionization of businesses, raising the minimum wage, universal basic income, worker-owned cooperatives for freed felons, and a tax federal tax commission that will determine the taxes needed to acquire to acquire uh, the goals of racial and economic equity. In other words, it's communism. That's what it is. So in other words, you make more money than the average human being. You need to pay more taxes because that's the only way that Johnny, who earns $7 an hour, is going to make the same as maybe you do earning $40 an hour. And by the way, uh, the average pay rate for employees in the United States is actually about $35 an hour. So this is a bullshit thing right off the bat. By the way, I lied. That was section three when we were talking about all of the uh, inequities. Um, That was basically holding politicians accountable for not being jerk-offs. Section four 
is holding officials accountable and enhancing self-determination of black communities. Um, okay, so right off the bat, do I even need to say anything here? Because if you're just going to worry about black communities, what about white communities? What about Asian communities? What about brown communities? What about LGBTQ communities? A-I-S-W-V-X-Y-Z plus communities. Those demands include reparations. Reparations for freed criminals that they've decided to free. Allowing criminals to vote. Allowing illegal aliens to vote. Allowing people of to sue police officers, no matter what. This is pretty radical stuff. This is Marxist crap. This is what Hugo Chavez did in Venezuela. It applies to everyone but straight white men. And I'll even go so far, it's real question if it applies to white anybody, except if you're LGBTQI whatever plus thing. This is insane. And it's racist. And it's what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris refused to condemn during their entire campaign. Now they're going to have to deal with the ideas, quote, ideas, end quote, as Joe Biden calls them. And these are crazy ideas. If they don't, they risk losing their base. But if they do accept them, they will lose 2022 by a lot. So remember, the fun is yet to come. Okay, I got one more. I'm going to go. I know I'm way over. I usually like to go a half hour, but that's the problem when you do your own stuff. You don't have anyone telling you you can't do this. It's too long. Um, this is just, I, I, I love posting leftist stupid shit. I love posting this stuff. And I'm going to continue to do it because it's important to see what we're actually fighting against. These people make statements and people will point out how stupid these statements are. Instead of trying to talk things back, these idiots simply can double down and end up sounding dumber. So here's the shocker of the week. The dumbass of the week, the dumbass of the day is actually... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or AOC. She sat back and said in a tweet, to get the virus under control, we need to pay people to stay at home. Okay. Well, there's a couple problems with this. First off, um, people staying at home is not getting the virus under control. Uh, we opened our economies. We Phase two, some economies had phase three opened. The virus spiked again. Actually, closing up during this virus has increased the likelihood the virus is just going to come back because it's waiting for us to come out and it's waiting to spread. And pay people to stay home is not something that is um, we can keep up. We just don't have the money for it. Well, people pointed this out to her. And telling her this was stupid. And she said, Republicans are mad at this when they literally just voted to do this in March. The reason they're opposed to it now is because last time they got a Wall Street bailout. And this time, all that's left is helping working people, the disabled, the poor, etc. 
she's definitely gaslighting you. If you believe in any of this, I suggest I've got a bridge in Brooklyn I want to sell you. The reason there was a stimulus in March is because the federal government said the entire country needed to shut down. Millions lost their jobs based on the edict, based on an edict of government. That's because we did not know how to deal with this disease, and we did not have great statistics on this disease. If the government is going to keep you in your home, if the government is going to cause you to lose your job, it is the government's responsibility to support you while you're out of your job. And I do not like the fact that we keep calling this a stimulus. It wasn't a stimulus. This was just a delay tactic to keep people surviving. That's it. We now have great statistics on this disease. You'll understand if you listened to my podcast last week. As a matter of fact, we know more that the statistics may not be great on this disease. We may not have 250,000 dead due to COVID. We may have 100,000 dead due to COVID. We may have less than that. We may have 120,000. We definitely have half as many dead due to COVID than was initially reported. Right now, we have an idea how to handle the disease. We have a vaccine that will be out in the next three weeks. We have um, therapeutics that seem to work. We have stats that give us the death rates, which, by the way, no one's talking about because the death rates appear to be about 80% down from what they were six months ago. We know that we do not need to close businesses down. The WHO... The World Health Organization, who hates the United States, said we don't we shouldn't be closing anything down. We do not we do not, not need uh, we don't need to close the schools down because school infection rate is less than half of a percent. Closing out the economy and education system has been shown to cause more harm than good. But she doesn't quit. Even when people start throwing science and statistics at you, at her, she goes out and she decides to blame who the frick else? Rich people on Wall Street. Wall Street. Here's what she said. Funny how you didn't hear Republicans complain about spending other people's money or ask, how are we going to pay for it when they insisted on creating $4 trillion leverage slush fund for their Wall Street buddies in March? Um, here's who she's talking about. She's talking about Google. She's talking about Amazon. Well, here's a newsflash. When you can't go out, you have to order food. You have to order toilet paper. You have to order things. And where do you get it? You get it from Amazon because they deliver it at your door. She's talking about Uber Eats, which sends you food. She's talking about places that actually made money during the deal. And of course, yes, they're all on Wall Street. Big deal. This is what we're fighting against. This is the brains of the left. She's probably going to run for the Senate in 2022. I know you've heard that she's going to retire from politics. If you believe that, you're just dumb. I, she's not retiring from politics. She's all about power and making tons of money for doing nothing. Don't forget, her first full-time job folks, was being a congressman in the House of Representatives. She's never held a full-time job before that. She is going to be around. She is going to be a thing. And this is who we're fighting against. And I got news to you. I like our odds. 
Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and actually view all of my links and any type of video or audio or graphics that I have. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.